Welcome to season four of the Retail Tea Break podcast. My name is Melissa Moore, the Retail Advisor, and each week I'll be joined by industry experts, retailers and product creators to decode the myths, share knowledge and give you an insight into the retail industry. So grab your cup of tea, sit back, relax and listen in to season four of the Retail Tea Break podcast. Today's episode of the Retail Tea Break podcast is sponsored by Salesforce, who bring companies and customers together. I'm joined by a guest who focuses on developing high-performing teams, creating a strong culture, and cultivating strategic relationships with customers. She thrives in high-growth, fast-paced environments, aligning with multiple functions across the business. This tech industry veteran has been with her current brand for over 15 years. She's currently leading the Salesforce Island sales organization, covering enterprise, commercial, and small and medium-sized businesses for all Salesforce clouds. Head of Island Sales at Salesforce, Deirdre Purcell, welcome to the Retail Tea Break podcast. Thank you very much, Melissa. What a lovely introduction. Delighted to be here today. I'm absolutely thrilled we get to have this conversation. Um, I'm learning so much about Salesforce, especially over the last year. So I'm really delighted that you can come and share so much, I think, and a unique insight into Salesforce and how you how you work here in Ireland. So look, to kick us off in the age old fashion of the Retail Tea Break podcast, in the time that it takes to boil a kettle, which is about two minutes, tell us a little bit about you and the business. So um, as you nicely introduced me, my name is Deirdre Purcell. I've been with Salesforce for 15 years and I have had the pleasure, absolute pleasure of leading the Ireland sales team for the last three of those years. Um, and what, what is Salesforce? It's, it's a great question. So Salesforce is the number one customer relationship management or CRM, as we probably all know it, platform in the world. Um, It offers organizations easy access to web-based software over the internet. That's probably the easy way to explain it. Since Salesforce was founded in 1999, we have enabled companies of every size and across every industry to take advantage of really powerful technologies like cloud, mobile, social, AI, voice, and many more, which enable as you said nicely, enables our customers to connect to their customers in a whole new way. Um, we, When I mentioned large organizations and small and across every industry, in the retail space particularly, some good examples of that would be large global retailers like Decathlon or Adidas, and down to local Irish huge success stories like Lifestyle Sports or Carol's Gifts as great examples. Is that is that it in the time of a boil the kettle? <laughs> <laughs> we should have literally done that today, but it's fascinating. And you know what? Many people listening will know Salesforce, as you say, as the world's number one CRM. But it's an enormous brand, like it's absolutely global. But yet you were telling me recently that you're really proud that you operate at a local level here in Ireland. And I genuinely think that would surprise people, you know, that there is an enormous hub here that that you're based here. So tell us a little bit more about that. Absolutely. So it, and we're really, really proud to be here in Ireland and to be supporting all of our Irish customers. So interestingly, and as you said, maybe people would be a bit surprised to know 
Um, Ireland is a really significant part of the overall company history of Salesforce, and it was the first ever Salesforce hub outside of the US opening in 2000, just a year after Salesforce was founded. We continue to invest in Ireland because it really is a world leading technology hub. Um, And as we see it with our Irish customers, we do really see ourselves as trusted digital advisors or partners to many Irish companies of all sizes. And I know we're talking specifically maybe in the retail space right now. So startups like the Skin Nerd would you know, be a great customer of ours, but also some of the largest enterprises like Kerry Group would be a very longstanding customer of ours as well. Um, and typically the same theme goes across any of these customers. So we are really working with them to to help them get closer to their customers in very much a digital first way. And that's the theme that really goes across all of these companies. I think what's interesting is that, you know, we've come out of a a hugely accelerated, I suppose, couple of years of digital transformation, but companies are continuing to drive that innovation to keep themselves relevant and competitive and to keep innovating in order to to keep everything going with their customer in the way they want to go in a very digital first way. Um, And being in Ireland is hugely important, not just for us and our customers, but we're also that European shared service centre for Salesforce. And we play a really crucial role in the company's growth and success across EMEA. So again, great for our Irish customers, but also very proud that we're one of the largest employee hubs globally. Um, We have a hugely diverse talent pool of over 50 nationalities now, Mm -hmm. and we really earned some great accolades, like things like best places to work. We were third in that last year Um, and probably most exciting very recently, which I'm sure lots of people have seen on LinkedIn because everyone is, is delighted to be sharing wonderful photographs of our new Salesforce tower in Dublin. Yes. Tell us a little bit about that. So it was opened just last month in February. Um, It's our new Ireland HQ. We have been looking forward to it and waiting for it for a number of years. And it's now going to be home to all of the employees in Ireland, which is great to have everyone just back in one location. Um, and also really exciting to be able to share that space with our customers, with our partners and with the local community at large. So, yeah, we've been very excited over the last number of weeks to be um, hosting our customers there already. And I suppose it just gives us that ability to have such an amazing space. And we're really privileged and we do genuinely um I suppose, feel that sense of pride that we have such a lovely space to bring our customers into, to be able to innovate, to be able to collaborate, to be able to have amazing technology to showcase not just what we can do, but what we can do with our customers and have great workshops and things like that with them. So, yeah, it's 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 a very exciting time for Salesforce in Ireland. How in- incredible. I, I love that idea of, of this extra collaboration. Do you know what I mean? With your customers, with each other in such a gorgeous building. And I suppose 
leaning into that then, you know, you obviously have strategies there with your customers. And when we look to retail strategy, the big buzzwords this year, and I suppose on top of the fact you mentioned this whole idea of digital transformation, we talk a lot about loyalty, customer centricity, and hyper-personalization. Salesforce seems to be leading from the front in this and helping, genuinely helping retailers to succeed in these areas. Tell us a little bit more about that. So, so absolutely, in terms of what you've just said, we are very much at the forefront, we hope, of helping retail customers do as much as, as they can possibly do in order to build those really strong connected relationships with their with their customers um and i think it goes back to before i get into maybe some of that hyper personalization it goes back to the salesforce platform ultimately being that customer 360 and so if we think of of the platform being the broad breadth of of what I mentioned across all of those different technologies like mobile, social, but also across all of the different functions in your organization. So customer 360 in in the word is, is really looking at the full scope of a customer journey right from when you try to source new customers through to all of that sales cycle, all of the marketing that goes into that, then the customer service on the back end and you know continuing that journey with that customer so having all of that information in one place and having that single source of truth really enables your employees to give that best experience to your customer so from a retail perspective um i think we certainly know and we've experienced over the last while last few years really through the pandemic and and post pandemic Retail was probably one of the industries that was really hard hit. I mean, everyone was, but as we know, bricks and mortar stores had to close down. Many retailers would have had an online presence or an e-commerce presence already, which is great. Some didn't, um, or those that did felt that they needed to then boost that and bolster it and and make it um, more effective and more efficient for their customers and maybe wrap around things like, really effective marketing. So it has experienced enormous challenge and disruption over the last number of years. Um, And now there's a need to find different ways to serve those customers and provide really personalized service wherever they are, right? So so you talk about that hyper-personalization. Us as consumers, you know, we we expect, we have really high expectations now and we expect everything to be immediate. So We expect the brands that we engage with to know who we are, to know how we like to shop. So whether that's in person or online, and we expect them to know who we are, whatever platform we're engaging with them on, whether it be on mobile, on social, um, you know, whether you like text messages or, you know, how do you like to be communicated with and even down to when, right? So, you know, do I, Deirdre, shop online in the evenings most of the time because I'm busy working during the day? And do I expect those brands to know that and understand it and engage with me in that fashion? Yes, I do. So, you know, that digital transformation journey from a retail perspective should really encompass all the aspects of your business from product development and even supply chain to your production, your sales, your marketing, 
the distribution and the after sales. And if 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 you're able to encompass all of that in one platform in that you have that single source of the customer. So, you know, I know Melissa across all of those different parts of the organization and there's only one of you and we know exactly when you have bought, what you have bought, what issues you had, what you returned. And all of that is is actionable and your employees can see all of that information that really empowers the employees to give the absolute best experience to you as a consumer. And ultimately what that does is is build loyalty, right? And, And it builds that brand, it defines the brand with you as a customer and as a consumer of that brand. Um, You know, and that's the nirvana. That's ultimately where I think all retailers and all companies want to get to. And there are really two, I suppose, main ways that, that we work with retailers if we simplify everything that I've just said, and that's helping retailers unlock the data, right, and use the insights Oh, it's massive. We're rubbish at it. And I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to get killed for saying that out loud. But we're great at gathering data. I think we've got really good at that over the last years. But we look, we are, we're absolutely rubbish at reading it and therefore strategically using it to get better. That's, you know, and it's easy to say. Okay, so, so, um, but being able to unlock that data and use it to, to create insights sets companies up for for absolutely future success because you're using the data to make informed decisions it's it's kind of as simple as that in one way so if we break all of that down um whether you know so what i've just mentioned and that's the that that nirvana of of having that absolute end-to-end scale of your business and being able to access the data across all those touch points you know many companies will maybe never get there and they're very successful but even on a small scale and this is going back to you know small retailers using salesforce um even if you're only using one of our clouds let's just say sales cloud and we use the term cloud obviously in that analogy all of the time but that's the like let's call it that basic crm where you have your customer information their name their address their details their email um, maybe you have some information about how you're interacting with them, whether it's through email or, you know, maybe you might know that they're on Instagram. Um, you might not know that much about them, but even having that information in one place and everyone can see that as you build up your database and as you build that functionality across your organization, the key to it is is keeping that one source of truth and having that information, having that data available, because then you can do lots of things with it. Um, but ultimately from, from the retail, again, back to the retailers for a moment, what, what really that does is enables you as a retailer to deliver a really connected experience. I mean, that's that second thing. So one is unlocking the data and with that data, you know, how do you make that actionable? So you ultimately want to use that to deliver a really connected experience by understanding your customers' wants and needs and to be able to serve them in the right way. Um, and you want to be able to do that kind of n- no matter where their location or whatever channel they're on. 
And and that's really what the platform ultimately can do for you when we think about, you know, retailers and really understanding their customers and potentially even their customers' customers. Because in a retail world, it can also be B2B to, to an extent, although we always typically see it in that B2C world. Um, yes, yeah, so... It's, I mean, that's how I would sum it up in some ways around that loyalty piece, being completely obsessed with your customer around that customer centricity and and that hyper personalization. It makes it makes a lot of sense that you're you're fully looking after the customer, as you said, across all platforms, day or night, you know, 365 days a year. It's all about them. But I suppose then if that's the customer's aspect or that's the way the business can view the customer and and mind them. um what does it do for the business? And the reason I asked this specifically is I've heard you kind of describe or talk about Salesforce using Lego, bizarrely enough, <laughs> using Lego in the past. So take us through how it actually works, I suppose, looking internally for the business itself. Okay. And that Lego analogy, I know I've used it before, um, you know, and, and sometimes it's a good analogy because it really breaks down what you know, me being used to Salesforce and talking about Salesforce regularly, we understand it. And sometimes I know it can come across maybe somewhat complex. So Lego bricks is a very simplistic way to think about Salesforce, to your point, inside the business. So if you think of your, you know, your your Lego board that you you build your Lego on with your kids, or maybe you do as adults as well, <laughs> um, the that's that's the underlying platform, right? That's where all your data sits. That's where we have all of our layers of um, security. Everything that Salesforce looks after is in that foundational piece, let's call it. And, and that that's what comes with Salesforce when you literally just say, okay, I'm, I'm going to look at Salesforce. I'm going to talk to them about maybe setting up our sales team. It might only be three people or four people on Salesforce. What do you get? So you get that underlying platform and that's your foundation. And then if you think about Lego bricks, your first Lego brick is your sales cloud. And we're going to set up three people on sales cloud. We're going to import all of our customers that we have right now in Excel, because we do certainly talk to plenty of companies that still use Excel or different small point solutions, which are perfectly fine and effective to start, you know, start you on yeah. your road, particularly if you're a really small startup, just setting out and getting on your journey. But then you do at some point go, okay, I need to be able to, and, and it's back to that, I need to be able to do more with this information, right? So bring your information from Excel into sales cloud and you start working. You're in a CRM then, right? You're, you're understanding your customer, you're communicating with them through the CRM or you integrate um, your outlook or whatever email you're using into Salesforce. So that's your, that's your first Lego brick. Then a number of months later or shortly after you decide, okay, I have two people in customer service and how do I now start building that journey of the customer through I'm interacting with them. I'm selling to these customers. Now they have an issue. So you want to track that and you want that information again to be that single source of truth under my customer, Melissa. And but Melissa has an issue and now we're going to deal with it. So all of that information maybe sits in a different department with a couple of people, but it's all visible or not. You can decide on your security rules and that's your second Lego brick and so on and so on. So 
typically it would be sales, then service, then marketing, or all of those bundled together in a nice small package. Um, and then you can start building from there and get, you know, it can be as complex as you like. So as we know, you know, the really, really biggest global organizations use Salesforce um, at a very integrated way, integrating also to ERP systems, to other back end systems. Also, you know, that integration piece is really important, particularly in larger organizations, because they might have information that's really, really useful, um, but sitting in siloed systems. So using MuleSoft, for example, or other connectors to bring that information into Salesforce and again, unlock it, right? So unlock it and use it and bring it into Salesforce and be able to action it is just so critical. So the Lego bricks is just an analogy of how you can how you can build up the use of Salesforce. And it doesn't have to be a massive implementation or integration to any systems at the beginning. That's why so many small and medium companies do actually use Salesforce, which again, potentially is a little bit of a myth that Salesforce is typically just mm. enterprise software. Yes, we say we're in enterprise software, but the beauty of that is it can be used at any size of organization. Um, and as we know in Ireland, our SME world is really, really strong. We have so many SMEs in Ireland. It's a huge part of our customer base. It's really great to hear as well that even that smaller customer can really utilize what you have. Um, so as then, you know, if you start off coming to Salesforce and you are that small business and, you know, you're growing, you're expanding, or as a retailer, you might open another location. By the sounds of it, then Salesforce will grow and expand with them. Yes, exactly. So just like the Lego bricks analogy, if you start on Salesforce and you start small, because as well, it's cloud based, right? So so there's no servers, you know, we take care of all of the maintenance, the upgrades, all of that happens in the cloud. So if you decide to open up whatever it might be, you open up in another location in France and you're based in Ireland or in the UK or wherever it might be, it is literally as simple as adding on a user. They have their user ID and password and they have access to all of the information that you want them to have access to. Um, literally at the touch of a button, right? It's, it's very, very simple because it's all cloud-based technology. And I think another hugely added value of that, and as we saw through the pandemic, is where your employees are located, right? So it mightn't be from a customer perspective that might drive you in terms of where you go next for expansion or location, but it also completely gives you the freedom of being able to hire people from anywhere. So from the SME perspective, yeah, I mean, from, from day one, you know, we focus on our customer success, no matter how small. Um, we give them that ability to have literally enterprise level technology, regardless of their size and regardless of how quickly they want to scale. And because we're because our model is that software as a service model, our success is is completely based on our customer success um, and customer success is one of our core values. So we have to be mutually invested in order to see these smaller companies grow up and expand, uh, ideally with Salesforce and continue to grow their organization um, really powered by Salesforce, which, you know, we have 
great customer examples of that, like Scurry just comes to mind that has built their entire business really right from their business development through all their sales and their operations on Salesforce. And it matches delivery with retailers. And it's a, it's a great Irish success story. And that's just one that comes to mind. Um, but we use this other analogy for small businesses where they have this kind of blowfish effect, right? So it enables them to also compete in a like completely head-to-head with larger competitors because they have embedded the right solutions um, into their organization early. And if you think about a retailer that might be small, right, they might be small in terms of the number of people, but their reach can be absolutely enormous. And they, you know, some retailers can be really, really successful without having you know, a huge amount of people working for them are, are a very big workforce. And so... I think that's really, that's key to this is that again, it's, it's leveling the playing fields almost. Yeah. They're still getting that basic foundation, as you said, with the Lego, they still get all that even as an SME and you're still able to help and support them to almost catch up or play with the big boys, as I often call them on the podcast. It's, it really levels everything out for them. It, oh, it, it, it really does. And and it's back to that, you know, in enabling your employees to have the best technology at their fingertips to give their customers the best experience and having, again, back to the data, having the data to be able to make those really informed decisions of where your organization is going to go next. So it mightn't all be based on the data, but an awful lot of it is. Um, and, and that really does bring in, as you said, you know, playing with the big boys, that feeling of any organization can compete with really large organizations when they have that powerful technology to to enable them to do that. That's incredibly. And I suppose then it, it almost circles back around it. You can build your strategy because you know you're able to compete. It links in then, I suppose, with the internal size of the business, as we've talked about, that incredible external customer centricity as well. Um, and it's it's just a really fascinating platform that, again, based here in Ireland, you know, you you have that incredible new Salesforce tower, which looks amazing. I have to say, I must say, I've had a look at the pictures and it looks incredible. So I suppose final question then. Really, what's coming up for you and the team in Salesforce over the next few months? So first of all, I'll say, Melissa, you'll have to come and see it soon, right? Oh, I think <laughs> there's a date in the diary, which oh. I think it's just after this drops. So I'm very, very Great. excited to come and see us all. We'd be delighted to show you around. So what's coming up next? Um, certainly from a technology point of view, we very recently, just in the last couple of weeks, announced Einstein GPT, which is the world's first generative AI for CRM. So this can be a little bit mind blowing, but as we've seen GPT come out recently and all the the power of it and all the things it can do in Salesforce, it's going to deliver AI created content across sales, back to our analogies of our sales, our service, our marketing for e-commerce, um, and, and, and generally all IT interactions. So for example, it will generate personalized emails for retailers to send to their customers. It'll be able to generate specific responses, for example, for customer service issues. Um, 
and what that will do is you know for, for me thinking about that from a productivity perspective it's going to hugely increase productivity within organizations and also streamline in terms of you know what's best practice in terms of how how we actually interact with our customers and what we're saying um and i think that's a really interesting angle to it as well and then for things like landing pages or marketing or content it can generate that targeted content for marketers to ultimately increase that campaign response rate so there are just some examples i mean it i, I think it's a really, really interesting area of where we're going to see massive innovation over the next while from lots of different organizations. But for us, that's the latest that has just been announced. Um, and also obviously our tower, right? And and how we how we begin to settle into that over the next number of months and enjoy it for our ourselves and our customers and our partners and and the community, as I mentioned earlier. So yeah, so it's it's a very exciting time in Salesforce. Um, the Ireland team is in a great place and yeah just very excited to continue to serve our customers and bring them on their journeys and make them really successful it sounds it sounds so exciting and I think my my big takeaway certainly from today is the fact that it isn't just the big players because again I think that's where you're linked it's this wonderful kind of it's this wonderful realization that you are there for the small and medium-sized enterprises you already have them on your books you're well used to to working with them but also watching them grow you you almost sounded like a proud mummy in that respect <laughs> that you're as these companies grow that you're there with them supporting them which is just it's wonderful and it's really as you said it's what retail needs coming out of the back of COVID now it's best put forward whether that's with the on line whether that's physical and the mix um and that you're there every step of the way yeah it, we we are proud and yeah we we love to build these great relationships with our customers where we do really see them grow and develop and they can go on to become some of the you know the, the biggest organizations like revolute is a great example right so we started i mean they started as a really small fintech a number of years ago look at them right so um those and lots lots and lots of others and ireland is such a hub for this great startup environment it's yeah we're we're hugely supportive and very excited good stuff so am i well look thank you again to salesforce for sponsoring today's episode and if you've enjoyed the podcast please please like and share it connect with myself and Deirdre on LinkedIn or follow Salesforce Ireland and the retail advisor across social media platforms and I'll obviously pop the link to Salesforce Ireland in the show notes so remember you can also listen back to the retail tea break podcast episodes on your favorite podcast platform or on YouTube so Deirdre Purcell again thank you so much for joining me today thank you very much Melissa 